0: Five, four, three, two, one. 4, <laughs> Podcast, we are back,
1: and this is a big one. I think this is not only the biggest show we're ever going to do, uh, well, to date anyway, but this is the biggest show in UFC history we're about to cover. Yeah, it is on, the
0: champ champ, Mystic Mac is back, he's back. He's back with a bang and... How happy are you that this, this fight was announced? This is what we needed. M- me and you were discussing recently that we're like, we've been watching all the UFC events as of re- recently, but it's almost been like a chore to do it. Yeah. And as of late, ever since UFC Calgary, it's like reinvigorated me as a fan. I'm like, these are the fights I want to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. the fights are just getting bigger, badder and better.
1: And also, this the people listening to the show as well, this is what they've been waiting for as well. Yeah that's why we do the show For moments like this Yeah We also absolutely love covering this And like bringing you entertainment And trying to make you laugh Even though that never works But uh, we still try nonetheless Very energised Very energised So (laughs) if you're
0: new to the Energised show Coming all the way from LA UFC 227 Welcome And if you're a returning Energised listener You know how
1: we do And Welcome back here we go, Barry Watts on today's show. Okay, on today's show, we're going to be discussing the press conference announcing all the big fights coming up in the near future, which I can't wait to cover anyway. Also, we're going to be looking at Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov at UFC 230, 229. 229, excuse me. And then we're going to be doing a UFC 227 reaction all about TJ Dillashaw winning the belt. So who the belt? And all the good shit. Very energized, man. Very, very, very us. I've, we've been dying to do this. Oh, yeah. By the way, we went to Instagram Live after the fight was announced and uh, got a great feedback on that. I think we should probably do that a bit more. Maybe yeah. for fights or reactions or...
0: Yeah. People tend to really enjoy enjoy the Instagram Live. They've yeah. got loads of like, comments on it. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Some of you were actually tuned in. Uh,
1: that was actually... was actually at certain stage, it was actually hard to read the comments live. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going to happen because... Uh, imagine we were live and no one checked it out. No one viewed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, if you was... miss, If you missed it, Ross had the, the UFC glove on as well. So Yeah, big
0: big announcement. The champ came out. Yeah. So, uh, Barry, we actually predicted both these things to happen. Yeah. We predict, predicted Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov at UFC 229 in Las Vegas on October 6th. But we also predicted this Friday that that would be when the announcement was made at the press conference before the uh, UFC 227 weigh-ins. So we had the big press conference. Dana White showed up. Um, One thing I would say going forward when UFC does these press conferences, I'd rather see the weigh-ins first and then the press conference, how the press conference can go a bit longer. What's your take on that? True, actually, good point, yeah. Um... I I just felt like the press conference, by the time everyone got on stage to the face-offs, there was about 12 minutes of questions.
1: Yeah, no, I get you. That was, that's a very good point. <clears throat> uh, yeah, maybe they should do that. Oh, but like they probably just want to get the people who are doing the fights to just sort of get in and get out, you know? I know, yeah,
0: but that's what I'm saying. Get the weigh-ins done, and then you can have an actual proper press, press conference afterwards. Not only that, I wouldn't mind seeing them splitting the press conference in two, and then you did, like, a 15-minute questions. So you have half the people on stage. They Because I'd say 60% of the people on stage didn't even answer a question.
1: Yeah, I'd say, well what what you just said there its actually improving that be like the fight night people in one press conference and then the, the pay per view people on another one yeah I'll, I'll be way more game flat cause
0: certain people don't get asked questions at all and like they must feel a bit foolish stand, standing up there or sitting up there for a press conference and not being asked a question yeah well
1: that's they their, have problem. That's their yeah. problem that's their there problem that's their problem yeah, 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 they, yeah, they probably yeah. know that like they're not a star when they're not being asked questions, question yeah well to become a star you need to win yeah well, you have to win and you have to do it in fashion as well. Yeah. But, um, the press conference, what did you make of it? Were you, were you shocked the way the mcgregor before fight was announced that way? Um, I, I was expecting it. I could tell. There's something about Dana
0: White that, uh, when he was answering the question, you could tell he had something up his sleeve. You can always tell by looking at him. He has this, like, sly, smug smirk on his face that yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, there's more to be said. Yeah. And... I think there's always a surprise at the press conference, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. always something to shock the fans. It was definitely something not to be missed. It's a bit like when they announced a uh, UFC 199, Brock Lesnar's back for UFC 200. You, you could tell there's like, something in the air, that something special's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. There's always there's always something about to go down. So, on at the press conferences, will we talk about the fights that were announced or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want to know. So, we have uh, Gagey versus Vic... It's not great for name recognition, but these two actually have some good back and forths. Gage actually said something really funny. He said that he's earned more money in win bonuses than Vic has in his entire fighting
1: career. That's absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's actually a great fight. Can't wait to see it. That's actually the next UFC card that's on in two yeah. weeks' time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, the, the one after that is Woodley versus Till. Uh this, this was this was really really interesting when they squared up against each other cuz Till looks like a, a middleweight and Woody looks like a, a like a shorter welterweight. Yeah. Uh th- I can't uh. wait to look at that fight. That fight's going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I
0: couldn't believe the size differential between the two of them. Um when Till put like his hands up like Diaz style as well. Yeah. He made Woody look very very small and I am very much a big Tyrone Woody fan and I was very much of the opinion, Woodley's definitely going to win, and now, I've seen the size difference. It makes me question that. Yeah. Uh, but also, the other question is, does Hill make weight? That's the biggest question that is the, the fight. And then also you had Chevchenko versus Montana on that card, but no one cares about that title until Chevchenko has it around her
1: waist. True. Yeah. Um, then also, uh, Tech Share is taking on Jimmy Manoa when that was announced crickets went off in the room yeah <laughs> no one really cared about that really but uh, then Volkan's taking on Smith uh, Anthony Smith's coming off a great win there recently and maybe yeah, would be choking
0: yeah so he's, he's he's just looking to take out all the top dogs at uh, Light
1: Heavyweight so he's one to watch out for we'll be cheering him on anyway yeah then the back and forth between Stallbender Bre- and Derek Brunson that was pretty good wasn't it yeah it was um,
0: <laughs> Brunson just kept telling him he was too skinny and then Stall so Bender told him he was too sloppy uh, I'm just in fairness fair play to them for making the getting a bit of spotlight at the press conference because no one really cared about the fight I was actually surprised for UFC 230 that they didn't have Wyman and Rockhold there yeah yeah no I was like, surprised as well former champs it would have made more sense
1: Brunson Brons- like, actually looks very heavy in that as well yeah he does actually he looks like a big boy yeah then one of the, the huge announcements Nate Diaz is back hasn't been back since he fought Conor McGregor but uh, he's taken on Dustin Poirier who's after coming off a win against Eddie Alvarez Um, is this is this like basically the the winner of this takes on the winner of Khabib versus Conor yeah it's like a semi-final tournament Um, I I think we should discuss this one a
0: bit on UFC 230 itself because there was no main event uh, filled in for UFC 230 so we should probably discuss this a bit and then also once the press conference was over they ran the McGregor-Khabib uh, trailer or whatever you want to call it, a promo video. Yeah. And Nate Diaz got up and stormed off. He he felt like it was a ruse and he felt like the spotlight was supposed to be on him. It was his return. And then next thing you know, Conor McGregor won up some again, chose a video. And he was like, fuck the UFC, I'm not fighting. And then Poirier like, tweeted back saying, yeah, I'm not fighting either. But <laughs> Poirier was joking. Um,
1: Sorry. I think, I don't know, Diaz, he's an emotional character, isn't he? But I think that's why people love him. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. He, he definitely has, like, star star quality power and the look. And he's very original. I know he's a lot like Nick Diaz, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's, it, it's just something about him. But uh, I think he should just calm down, man. Like, you know, like just, like, come on, get the fight done. You've been gone for two years. Let's get paid. Let's get the fans back involved. And then uh, if you win, you can take on McGregor next. And, and if you want the inside track on Nate Diaz, you just have to follow... Uh an Irish
0: lad from Cork Dasbrack. uh right. he's an unbelievable artist he'll give you the insight because they're actually mates now like, yeah, yeah. they with everything very cool he gave him a sword um, Nate Diaz what a man can't wait to see him back and uh-huh. I actually said to Barry uh, on first glance at this fight I favour Diaz in this fight yeah. yeah I think his boxing and his jiu-jitsu is better Like
1: that's the two things that Poirier is best at well the thing is it is only three rounds yeah you know what I mean and as we know and Conor McGregor knows Diaz has Just gas for days Yeah You can go He's going to push A very high pace Yeah Also I don't think Poirier might be ready For that limelight Because remember When he faced McGregor He didn't Didn't like I don't know He was starstruck in a way So maybe that could happen again but um, um, before we go on to the biggest fight of all time, you also have a uh, cowboy versus Mike Perry
0: up on stage. They're going to fight in UFC Denver on the twenty fifth anniversary show, which is I think is headlined by Frankie Yeager versus Korean Zombie. Um, that'll be a fun fight, especially yeah. considering they're, they've been trained together. Yeah, I think Mike Perry will probably win that. Yeah, do you see Mike Perry was uh, sparring with Darren Hill? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. They were wearing like an MMA glove on their jab hand, and then like a boxing glove on like their heavy hand.
1: No, I see, Till told a story that Mike Perry said, "Do you want to come to the gym?" And then my Patel uh, was like, "Yeah, okay," and arrived with no gear. And my Perry's like, "You're not ready to spar." And he's like, "He sorry, he goes, are you coming to the spa? Are you, co- are you coming to spar, right?" But Tail told he said, "Are you coming to the spa?" So he came in just like his, like tail and swimming shorts. So you had to like go get gear and to spar him. Oh, I didn't know that was yeah, 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 yeah. My Perry's is badass, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. is. And so's so's Tail. Like Tail's Tail's like an old
0: school man that is like. He's almost like playing out ground rules. You say his name, you
1: push him, and like he's gonna fight you, and that's it, isn't it? John Till just has star power written yeah. all over him. He's it's just his personality. Like he's willing to like talk to everyone, and everyone he could potentially fight, he's willing to talk to and be nice to and respectful. That's what's so good about MMA. It's yeah. it's like it is a very respectful sport. And, and he's honest. Like he didn't go up and go, "Oh, Tyro Woodley was shitting himself." He goes, "He wasn't afraid." He, he was yeah, that's what I mean. yeah. But like he was like, "I think he he knows what's up as well." though. Till could hit superstardom now, beating Woodley. Yeah, but. Uh, we should move into Conor McGregor versus Khabib. Um, we were both watching it live when that video went off. Shit got real. Yeah, I, I was. I was. I was.
0: After seeing the video, I was very disappointed that they weren't there in person. Yeah, I know. It was one of those things where I'm done, I can't wait to see those who face off. You know, mano yeah. mano. That's what I'm really looking forward to see because the last time they saw each other, Conor McGregor had a dolly in his hand and he was throwing through a bus window. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely incredible uh, fight that's going to happen. It's going to be the biggest fight of all time. Dana White's already projecting like 2 million pay-per-views for it. Khabib Madoff, he's a big star. Like People don't, probably don't realise it, but he's got about 2 million Instagram followers. Uh, yeah, and he's, then of, he's using Russia. Yeah. Conor McGregor is, is a bona fide A-lister.
1: Yeah, but he's just, as big as it gets. Yeah, but just even think of the promos that they're going to cut. They're going to cut like McGregor hanging around with Putin. McGregor throwing the dolly. Khabib pushing Artem. Khabib... 26-0, fu- fighting Bears. Oh, sorry, and 0, yeah 25-0, yeah? Uh, fighting Bears. I think he's 26-0 no. 25-26. Sorry, just, like it's already... Yeah, yeah the whole point it's like the He's defeated. never lost. Yeah, uh, like wrestling with Bears when he was a kid. Like this is going gonna- it's to... It's almost like out of Rocky. Remember Rocky mm. fought uh, Draco? Yeah. And it was like Russia against America. I know it's going to be like Russia against Ireland, but they're really going to play that up as well. Yeah. It's uh, it's the biggest fight in, in not only MMA history, but UFC history as well these are two of the biggest fighting countries in the world
0: coming on a collision course and like it's like the what is it called the irresistible force versus the immovable object that's what you have here and it's going to be Conor McGregor's stand up game versus Khabib's uh, wrestling game you know you have the grappler versus the striker and it's just going to be the biggest fight of all time yeah Uh, I can feel it in my veins and We could feel it from our point of view, like the amount of interactions that we've had since this fight has been announced. Yeah, absolutely frightening. It's
1: crazy. People love it. Yeah, we've been waiting for this for so long, man. You know, waiting for two years for a Conor McGregor comeback. Yeah, we've literally been doing the Energized podcast from week to week to week to week to week, making sure like every post we put out is actually like very interactive and decent. And then this this was the one bomb people have been waiting for us to post. And then we fucking posted it, and that thing nearly blew up. Mm. My phone nearly died. Yeah, we did predict it. We did get an inside track
0: to it. We had an, we had an idea. We had some sources who let us know what, what was up.
1: Very energized. But they, they
0: asked us not to say anything, so we, we said nothing, but yeah, we yeah. knew. We knew. Yeah, we knew, yeah. And um, look, Conor McGregor, he's put in the hard work. He looks yeah. in very good shape. Um, he's even got his abs already back already. I yeah. think Conor McGregor is going to be in phenomenal shape for this fight. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go in there and get the job done.
1: Yeah. I can't argue that. I, I rewatched his fight against Diaz there the other night, and uh, even Eddie Alvarez, and he's just not intimidated by anyone. And even if he is, he he's like Darren Till, and lets on that he isn't. Uh, like his that left hand just knocks people out. And yeah. Khabib's boxing is very sloppy. I don't see how he can improve his boxing in the next couple of months. Obviously, his gra- grappling and all is amazing. And Conor McGregor didn't look great against Chad Mendes at wrestling. And Khabib is also better than Chad Mendes. But uh, McGregor is one of the best fighters go- going backwards. So if Khabib's obviously going to go in and lunge at him, sort of the way Jose Aldo did, and McGregor's just going to hit him clean and knock him out, and then that's when the whole world will like go straight to their phones and be like, what the fuck is the rest of the world saying? And that's when shit blows up. Because this isn't like McGregor against Mayweather. Because, like, yes, we were backing McGregor, right? But the thing is, Floyd Mayweather is like, but fifty and oh, the biggest name in boxing, probably the best ever. Like he, he, McGregor, that was McGregor's first ever boxing match. It was unrealistic. But the thing is, we always believed that Conor McGregor could could just put his lights out. And now, uh, Khabib looks a bit stiff. Like he, he doesn't his boxing game. He's, he's not he, fluid. He's not fluid. He's not fluid at all. And he wants to get his hands on Conor McGregor so much. That he's gonna like abandon the game plan and just leap at him, and then McGregor's just gonna hit that left hook. And this this is the way I see it. You're right.
0: <laughs> Khabib Khabib is a better. See the thing is, Khabib is actually a better grappler than Chad Mendes, but he's actually not a better wrestler. Okay. So Khabib's shot isn't actually as good as Chad Mendes' shot. Chad Mendes' actual like, shoot for a takedown is far superior. But Khabib likes to get you up against the fence, and then once he has you up against the fence, it's takedown the city. Yeah. But the thing think about Khabib is, he's very bad at actually getting this takedown for the first two minutes. Yeah. It's once he actually gets you down, and then he knows he can get you down, his confidence up. It's that first two to three minutes of the fight where you couldn't get Alain Quinta down, you couldn't get uh, Edson Barboza down, he couldn't get, who else did he fight? Michael Johnson down. And they all they all clipped him in that okay. said the fight. And if you get clipped by Conor McGregor, it is a different gravy to yeah. when you get clipped by anyone else. I know. That's why I think he's going to do it. Yeah, so do I. I think Conor McGregor's...
1: Put it this way. Conor McGregor first round knockout is going to be probably the most popular bet for this fight. I'm not even being biased. I was just sort of like... McGregor gets people into a different situation. No fighter ever goes in and is not off their plan. Like, look, remember Poirier? Like, his head was gone. Eddie Alvarez, like... Looked like a shadow of himself. Obviously, Nate Diaz went in not caring, but the thing is, McGregor didn't have a whole, like, journey to press conferences to Mm. get going, and get underneath the skin. And also, McGregor's actually a lot smaller than Diaz as well, so you can't really be intimidated by someone who's smaller than you as well. But, uh, McGregor and Khabib are, like, the same size. Khabib just is dying to get his hands on him. He's, like, literally counting down the the days. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is. Khabib is
0: all about getting his hands on the Irish chicken. He's been saying it since the last time they both fought in UFC New York when McGregor became the champ champ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's almost unfitting that this isn't actually happening in New York just because they both fought at UFC 205 when McGregor won the lightweight title. Yeah. Then UFC in Brooklyn with UFC 223 when like the dolly happened. Yeah. And It almost should have been fitting that this happened in New York and McGregor was like I
1: love New York but the money is in Vegas so that's why they're fighting in Vegas. Yeah. Um, McGregor is money. Yeah. Speaking of money, um, how many pay-per-views do you think this show will do? Over 2 million? Uh, uh, no, I actually don't think it will. Just because UFC hasn't done over a million
0: pay-per-views in a very, very long time. I think it does about 1.8. I think it breaks the record, but not quite 2 million.
1: Okay, and how much do you think each guy is going to get? Because obviously, McGregor's last fight, he got 100 million fighting Floyd Mayweather. So, what do you think he's going to get from the UFC? I think he's going
0: to get 25 million, I'm saying, for this fight. <sighs> If that's a lot, and I feel like Khabib's going to get two million. <sighs> oh. Like you can't be on the biggest pay per view of all time, and then like knock get two, not out with two at least two million. Yeah, I know. You know what yeah. I mean, like if 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 you're asking me what flat fees are they getting, I'd say Conor McGregor is
1: going to get a reported five million flat fee, and Khabib get a f- reported uh, two million flat fee. Um, let us know in the comments what you think they're both going to make off this as well one thing I will say about this card is that I hope they don't go oh
0: we have that main event and then they don't put much else on it Um, you were saying you want to see Sean O'Malley on it I think that's a great shout yeah. um, they might put a heavyweight fight on as well yeah that that would be very very interesting to see uh, maybe like uh, Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades yeah. potentially um, Ray Borg is actually announced for the card which is actually quite interesting because he was one of the people who, he was one of the victims of the Conor McGregor bus incident. And he actually had uh, the court ordered like a protection order against Conor McGregor for A-borg. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think he actually needs that, but like no. he's fighting Sergio Pettis on that card. So, like, the card's stacking up now already. So, it'll be interesting to see how it goes down. Uh,
1: let us know if you're actually planning on going to Vegas for it. Because myself and Ross are planning for it. We're just crunching numbers right now. Yeah. And we would. Ask you, if you know anyone that is always looking to sponsor a two funny Irish lads who try to be funny and want to cover all this, um, let us know if you know anyone that wants to sponsor something. Constantly. Yeah, if you want to
0: sponsor us to go over to Vegas, we are more than willing to accept that we will vlog the whole trip, yeah. we'll let you know what's going on, and we will also uh, plug the absolute shit out of your product. Yeah,
1: and you know we will. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so thank
1: we'll you. We'll sell ourselves to
0: go. We will, we will. <laughs>
1: If, even if you book us one ticket I'll, I'll, I'll be in the bag I'll be in the bag and then, yeah, like if you, if you want to sponsor One of us We'll pay for the other one Yeah 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 And I'll, we'll go in the, I'll be in the bag So you have to bring no
0: Yeah the, What's that The credit union Yeah.
1: <laughs> the credit union The credit union Because we went to the credit union today And yeah, they're all out of cash Because everyone's going Yeah they're all out of the MAC cash We're not here to take part We're here to take over <laughs> so, so we're obviously thinking McGregor yeah? Ho- yeah Hopefully these that fight goes down but, uh, is there anything else you want to cover about McGregor? Khabib? Obviously, no, this I, is I, like, um, the news of the the best news we've gotten since we created the show, really. Isn't no, it? I think that sort of sums it up for for the moment,
0: anyway. Um, obviously, they weren't at the press conference, so they didn't get so easy to size each other up. But look, great press conference. First time UFC has done one in a long time. Yeah. Um, they should do more of them. Um, yeah, I like them, yeah. I think. Every time there's a pay per view, they should do a press conference for the pay per views. That's like two pay per views in advance. Yeah, because
1: sometimes with too many fighters on stage, they, you know I mean, you don't get to yeah. ask them questions. Oh, actually, the- should we
0: should we discuss UFC two thirty in the main event? What do you mean? And um, what the main event's going to be? Because the main event's not Poirier versus oh, Diaz. Yeah, go on ahead. Explain. Uh, so me and Barry were both listening to Brendan Chab, and he was saying that it's going to be the return of John Jones. Um, obviously, I don't. I have no idea what sort of legal boundaries it's going to be to get John Jones back to the octagon. But John Jones from New York, and at the moment, between, unless they do Cyborg versus Nunes, it's the only pay per view headliner I could see that's a bigger name than Diaz that could actually go on top of a card.
1: Yeah, because like the biggest names in MMA and UFC, obviously, obviously, is John Jones, uh, Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, and then like Brock's obviously. Can't and fight Khabib next as year well, probably. Well, Khabib now yeah. that he's associated with Connor. then, like, Nate Diaz is on that card, so only John Jones is a step ahead of him. Yeah. But the thing is, the fact that Cyborg and Amanda Nunes are both champions in their division, and if they fight each other, that fight is automatically bigger than Nate Diaz-Poirier. Yeah. Because Poirier isn't much of a, like, has potential to be a bit of a star, but he's not now, you know?
0: Um, my prediction is a bit of a disappointing one, and it's, uh, Broznam Yunus versus Jessica Andrade. Yeah. Not that, not, sorry for being, like, I don't even know what to say. Sorry for giving you a crap main event, but like a, that's what I think it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll we'll find out soon yeah. anyway. But, um, yeah, the press conference was amazing. The second me and Ross found out that that, that went off, uh, we both lost our shit, went to Instagram Live, and then uh, everyone else lost their shit as well, really, yeah. didn't they? But... Um, I think it was our second most liked Instagram post ever. Yeah, the first most liked one was actually liked by Conor McGregor himself. So. Yeah. Yeah, that thing went off for ages. But... Um, I think we should move into UC 227 That was on in Los Angeles Over the weekend uh, Before we get into the fights Ross This was Star studded There was like Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, Logan Paul Jake Paul uh, Chris Pratt Who's an avid MMA Lover Much of my Casides from the Chili Peppers He's in all the fights Yeah Isn't uh, he? Yeah
0: uh, Like you name it All the stars were there Like UFC had Zlatan doing the prediction For the main event yeah. Which he got right as well uh, Look every Tom, Dick and Harry in the world, Dana White was like, himself even goes, I've never had more requests and never
1: seen more superstars at this, ever. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It goes to show how A-list like, this sport has become. Yeah. Because I was walking down the road there the other day to myself going boom, boom, boom. Like, I'm like, MMA is not really seen as an A-list sport in Ireland. And then I was like, I was, like, Con-, it was, just, I was just like, Conor McGregor, is he an A-list celebrity now? Because like, I'd see him just as famous as, like, a Brad Pitt or a think, Leonardo DiCaprio. I think when you're invited by the president of a country to the
0: World Cup final, you're
1: you're an A-list celebrity and that's it, isn't it? Yeah. But that it's obviously an A-list sport now because, like, Zlatan's probably a home now, right? And then Conor McGregor's going to take on Khabib. So that week he'll probably watch the embedded or he could be interested in a podcast about it, just getting brushing up on the undercards, you know, knowing how good Sean O'Malley might be. And then if they came across our show, I'm sure they'd enjoy it as well because that's the only reason why people tune in is because they enjoy it. They're not, like... Like, you can't listen to a podcast if you don't like it. You know what I mean? No, you can't listen to people you don't like. Yeah. So, uh, th- that would just be funny if... It goes to show how broad our thing is. That, like, maybe if that got into the hands of someone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah you, what you call a transition star, Conor McGregor, that, like, no matter what,
0: who you talk to, you know what I mean? You can't walk down LA Boulevard without going... And
1: you go, you know, Conor McGregor is like... No one out of 10 people will know. Yeah. suppose <laughs> the American people now call Irish people McGregors. <laughs> Do you know that I didn't know that but like yeah. I'm not surprised yeah I'm not surprised at all but uh UC227 great card uh probably shouldn't have been a pay-per-view but uh I think Cody and TJ Dillashaw definitely brought it into the pay-per-view Real. region yeah, yeah. yeah cause- I I think fair enough it was a pay-per-view but the main card didn't have pay-per-view where he had two fights and like it was like two fights a good fight and two filler fights is what I call it yeah um I thought actually going into the fight that into the headline fight, Dillashaw versus Garbrandt, I was sort of like, Do you know what, the UFC would rather Garbrandt won. Like first of all, he looks like an absolute superstar. Dresses as almost as slick as Conor McGregor. Uh he has all the gear. He's like twenty seven. Like the world is his oyster if he wins. Also, he has the the that drink brand sponsoring him as well. That doesn't sponsor TJ, but uh, TJ is. He has that star power, but the thing is, when you put two stars beside each other, you can see who the bigger star is, you know? Yeah. It's like when me and you hang out, we're like, it's Roscoe who's the star. (laughs) (laughs) Ross and Larry, not Barry. But, uh, yeah, where where do you want to start with the card? I think we should probably start with Demetrius Johnson against Henry Cejudo, because this was the one thing that blew everyone's mind. Yeah. Uh, Henry Cejudo,
0: what a performance turned in. Uh, He... He really uses Olympic gold medal wrestling caliber here. He got many takedowns in against Demetrius Johnson. Um, I think ninety percent of people watched the fight said it sort of came down to the fifth round. And yeah. if I had to say who got it, I would say Saheuta got the fifth round. It was it was quite strange because I think it went round one Johnson, round two Saheuta, round three Johnson, round four Sahuda Like they were going back and forth rounds. Yeah. And um, it was extraordinarily close. If you've Score the fight for Johnson, I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah. Score the fight for Sehudo, fair play. I think this was a case of Demetrius Johnson fought Sehudo before. He beat him handily enough, and he probably just thought that he go in, show
1: up on the night, and get the job done
0: again. That's exactly Not the right. case.
1: Yeah, you can't. You see, the thing is in MMA, you can't overlook a fighter because no, at the end of the day, you're going in and having a fight. I I almost thought that this, like, I could understand Sehudo winning. I could understand Demetrius winning. But like, if they had called it a draw, I wouldn't have been surprised either. You know, but um. This is obviously. after the fight obviously ended Demetrius Johnson's eleven fight title win streak. Title reign, yeah. Title reign, yeah. And then uh, called out the winner of Cody Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw. Um, this is sort of funny because that's exactly what everyone will say Demetrius Johnson should do. So he like stole his t- belt and then his thunder. Uh, what did you make out of the call out, and uh, what do you think is going to happen next for these two lads? It's actually quite an interesting call-out because, really, if you won by knockout or won
0: by submission, and you finished the fight and was dominant looking, the call-out would have had more like,
1: vigour behind it. Would have would have had more of a, a reason to do the call-out. The thing is, he did potentially beat the greatest ever fighter, Demetrius Johnson.
0: I know that, but because he won on split decision, people are going to go, oh, but Demetrius won. Um, Demetrius didn't look like himself, really. No. he Well... I wouldn't say he didn't look like himself, as in, like, it wasn't the best Demetrius we've seen. He still had all the, like, the speed, the quickness, the in-and-out, but he looked, he looked a bit more on the back foot than he's ever been, and he looked moving away a lot. Yeah, true, to, yeah, true. He, yeah. Wasn't, he wasn't as aggressive as he normally would be. Also, Hudo definitely had the size advantage in the fight as yeah. well, but I think in terms of the call-out, um, look, I don't think he can beat someone who's defended their belt 11 times by split decision, And him not get a rematch. Yeah. I think that's his biggest problem. If he finished the fight, he would have more of a chance to get the Cody versus TJ winner. I think the only other thing about it is, is that Demetrius Johnson just had a kid now. And he doesn't want to fight for a while. So if Cejudo does want to fight, and TJ wants to fight, and they can do the fight soon, it could happen. But
1: then TJ said after his fight that he doesn't think Cejudo deserves it yet. True. No, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um see, first of all suhudo 's game plan was absolutely perfect. Uh, it looked like he nearly broke his ankle in the first round and then came back to be possibly the greatest ever uh Demetrius Johnson going into the fight i don 't think it, i don 't think it's his fault. I think people were overlooking Suhudo for him being like after you beat Cejudo, are you 're gonna fight t j or cody and like he was just almost thinking more about not fighting those two guys mm-hmm. rather than the fight that was in hand uh obviously when people start. Letting that come into your like brain that you start thinking that shit like you're gonna think about other stuff. You're yeah. always gonna wander. But uh, he was having a kid. He'd already beaten Cejudo before, so you can't bl- like he's only human. You can't blame him for being complacent. But uh, Cejudo's game plan was perfect and uh, fully deserved. Mm. And he's a great person for the UFC to back now because like he's a- an Olympic champion. He's also like he's also comes across as one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. And, yeah. Um, very handsome and also uh, speaks fluent Spanish. That's that's the added thing. That's the UFC really want to get into that like Mexican market and yeah, the, the, Latinos. They don't
0: have a UFC Espanol Instagram page for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's um he'd be a great ambassador for the sport. Um,
1: and he wants to move up and fight bigger and better competition all the time. Yeah. He's excellent. Yeah. If they if those two fight each other again, it'll probably ha- Make more money for Demetrius as well, because everyone didn't really care about his fights because he was just killing everyone. But now uh, yeah. he's in he's a what's it, what you call it a yin to the yang. Uh, now now he's got a rival, a rival. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're one apiece now. Don't be expect like don't be surprised if it goes to a uh, a third. Yeah, don't fu- be surprised. See the rubber match because people love a trilogy as well. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. The best thing about trilogy is you always have a winner, a competitive um category like weight class is just better for everyone yeah. fans UFC the fighters it's actually
0: quite strange because the dominant weight class used to be the thing in UFC as in like it used to be UFC was at it's peak when it had Adam Silva beating everyone George hippie air beating everyone but now people want to see they want to see close fights they're yeah. not interested in like one fella smashing everyone Yeah. although they, although people like when Khabib smashes everyone though but so- yeah, you know, Conor McGregor is this for a reason? Yeah. So we agree that these two are probably going to take
1: each other on again. Yeah, I'd say next, uh, yeah. and,
0: unless Demetrius Johnson wants some time off.
1: Maybe put them on the same card as uh, Cormier, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. But uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. If you haven't seen the video of Ross Caldwell, aka okay, the champ, getting announced on by Bruce Buffer, check it out. It's uh, very funny and it's actually very true. But um. Cody Gagarbrand versus TJ Dillashaw for the bantamweight title. Uh, TJ Dillashaw, a.k.a. Killashaw, won in the first round by knockout. Um, What a performance. TJ Dillashaw is one of the best fighters that I've ever seen, ever. Um, What a man. And if you didn't see our post uh, apologizing to TJ for not making this after-party, but being at the last one, we told him we won't miss the next one. Yeah, TJ... Dillashaw, Thriller, Shaw.
0: he is the man. He's one of the most, if not the most exciting fighter to yep. watch. His footwork is absolutely incredible. That's what we said beforehand. We backed TJ. His footwork is on a different level. He's a better kicker. It was interesting to see Garbrandt actually throw a few kicks in the fight. But Garbrandt's biggest problem is when he connects, he like forgets all his defensive techniques and goes head first in there looking for the kill. And that's when he gets caught. And that's what happened in this fight. Sure. TJ Dillashaw got the job done. Got the finish. And it's absolutely undisputed. TJ Dillashaw, the best bantamweight of all time. Yeah. Bar none.
1: Yeah. I was just bar about none. to say, it. Yeah. Who, no one can beat him in that division now. Like, no. I think, you see, TJ's in his like, prime now. He's 31. Cody Garberman's only 27. He'll learn over the next four years. Yeah. Uh, like, he'll develop and his fight IQ will get a bit better. And he will eventually become champion, without doubt. I don't think he will. No. Well I I
0: think like gonna be there for the next two years. Something is gonna come up in the meantime and I just look at him and go, I feel like people know he, he, he doesn't actually have the best chin now. True. But well remember he was he was toying with going down to one twenty five, so unless he goes down to one twenty five, I'd be interested in that. Nah. If he goes oh. down to one twenty five, like people are like, Oh, he's a contender down there. Yeah, but at five eight
1: going down to one twenty five is a big quarter, isn't it? It is, yeah, but um sure Tim Heddy was there at five True yeah, but he nearly killed himself making that weight as well. Well, if you if you make the
0: weight healthily, yeah, healthily, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Why not? I yeah. think that's a better option for him because also he's knockout power down
1: there. Yeah, I know, but I'm just worried about the way like Max Holloway cutting the weight, and you don't want to see yeah. the top stars getting. Oh, you don't want to see people nearly dying. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people's health is more important than the actual sport itself. Yeah. Um, before the fight, we put a poll out being like, who do you think is going to win? Sixty percent people say Cody. Sorry, excuse me, and forty percent said TJ Dillashaw, and uh, we predicted before the fight TJ Dillashaw will win, um, and that's what happened, and he almost made mince meat of Cody Garbrandt uh, although I do, I do think there might be
0: a few female fans who maybe aren't in the UFC and they just saw Cody Garbrandt and was like I'm picking him yeah yeah <laughs> the hunk the hunk yeah um, look it, you know what I think we should probably have a look at who, do you, where do you think each fighter goes next yeah because this is um, uh, very very interesting start off with Cody Garbrandt who would you like to
1: see him fight next and do you want to see him say at bantamweight if I was him right now, I'd be like, oh, my God. Because the UFC, after pumping a load of money into him... He even went over in a private jet. Yeah. Do you see that, yeah? And, see, that's the thing. He was living the life of yeah, a champion. Yeah, but that
0: wasn't a UFC private jet. Team Alfmail have a deal with an airline. Yeah, no, but still.
1: Yeah,
0: well, obviously, he's, like, living the whole
1: life. Yeah. Yeah, as in, like, they don't fly over uh, Darren Elkins on the on the, on the the private yeah. jet. you see, the, when they were flying over, right, there was a vlog of... I was following Cody's flight countdown, right, and then uh, he had a, the video on the plane... I was like, all right, watching it, watching it. And then it was 18 minutes long and it was just all about being on the plane. Whereas like anytime McGregor does it, it's only like the plane for about 10 seconds and then it th- the rest is about him. Yeah. And like they were dragged out like a 20 minute vlog of just being on the plane. It was like MTV Cribs Yeah, the plane. yeah, yeah. It was just, it was like, here man, you don't need to brag about this shit. Like just like get in and get the job done. And I, fe- I feel like he became such a superstar so quick without actually getting the title. And actually like, I know he won the title, mm-hmm. but like once he lost it, he was never able to, Get out of those silk sheets at 6am, as you yeah. say. Yeah, but um, where will Cody Garbant go next? Um, you see, what, like he's never going to beat TJ now. And he's never, even if he beats the next person, he's not going to get a title shot against TJ as well. So maybe either move up a class or move down a class. Because I don't know what he's going to do in the bantamweight division. Because he absolutely murdered Dominic Cruz. What about you? I think he'll stay at 135. And I'd love to see him fight John Lineker. I think that's an absolute barn burner. Yeah. I think
0: that could be a main event somewhere. Uh, John Lineker will stand there and trade with him. And it'll be a good chance for him to use his like, technical boxing aspect. Yeah. To beat John Lineker.
1: Get in, get out, get the job done. Although Lineker's not great in making weight either, is he? No, but sure. If they're not fighting for the title, they can do a catchweight. True, yeah. And... Um Okay, so what about TJ Dillashaw? Where's he go from here, man? He's um, all, by the way, how good is he? To be honest, TJ Dillashaw has four options now. Um, he has
0: Henry Cejudo. Yeah. He has Dominic Cruz. That's the money. He has Rafael Alveso and Marlon Moraes. The funny thing is, if I was to rank them in order of how I actually see it happen, I say Dominic Cruz is favoured for the rematch. Yeah. Rematch next, because only because he beat TJ before, and TJ would like to get that one back. And the story. Uh. Then, despite the fact Marlon Morris has a loss to Rafael Asuncio, he knocked out Aljamain Sterling and Jimmy Rivera. So, like, yeah. he looks very, very good. Uh, then, I'd probably say Cejudo, and then
1: Rafael Asuncio. Because no one's going to buy a pay-per-view with Rafael Asuncio on it. No, it's Dominic Cruz, TJ Dillashaw, after you are saying yeah. all that. Even Cejudo, I know he's the champ, but like, he hasn't got a huge name either. Yeah.
0: Also, it doesn't look great if he goes up and TJ Dillashaw beats him and then he has to go back down and
1: defend the flyweight belt. It doesn't, like, Look great. no. The champion lost last fight. No. no. But Cejudo's basically... I think Cejudo, Cejudo's very smart in calling him out. So that means he's mm-hmm. going to get more money in the next fight as well. Yeah, know? at least he looks like he's going yeah. and trying to make a bigger name for yeah. himself. Yeah, which is what what you want to see. Yeah. Because that DJ fight now is never going to happen. DJ TJ, that would have been mm. great. But I think uh, TJ would have beaten him as well. TJ yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. Every time he looks better and better his and better. His footwork is so sort of good. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's actually unbelievable. Was,
0: when we were watching him do that training before with Cubs Johnson, I was like... He's the best I was like He's he's not going (laughs) to lose I was like That's And we see like His abs and stuff like that You know what I mean Like He works out harder Than everyone doesn't he Yeah Yeah Yeah
1: it's unbelievable He's unbelievable And his wife looks so like Dedicated
0: to him Doing it all right as well You know what I mean Yeah Uh, Like not in a bad way But I look at like uh, Cody's wife And it's a bit like They're almost like An eight couple You know what I mean They're they're almost more famous For being good looking Than they are For what they do Yeah But I, I think that sort of Sums up Dominic, main Cruz, yeah, Dominic, Cruz, Dominic Cruz, yeah. Dominic
1: Dominic Cruz has come back from injury now, so he says he wants to take on TJ next. I think TJ would definitely, absolutely destroy him because Dominic Cruz hasn't fought in a long time. TJ looks like the greatest ever bantam, bantamweight. Yeah, yeah. He looks like the greatest ever bantamweight ever. And if he beats Dominic Cruz, I think Dominic Cruz might call him out again, maybe. But who knows if oh, it's competitive? Oh, I could see that being on the
0: final card of the year, uh, UFC 232 in yeah. Las Vegas. And you know what? Dominic Cruz is brilliant on the mic as well and he'll definitely get people excited for the fight because he's just going to keep on reminding he to do the shot
1: that he beat him. Yeah, no, Dominic Cruz knows he's a pro with this. He knows how to sell a fight. So that, I'd look forward to that, like anything, yeah. the back and forth between them two, especially because Cruz has the win over him. It'll be very, yeah. very interesting. Um, Other than that, on the card... Yeah, um, sorry, I was like... I was like yeah,
0: <laughs> I think Hernando uh, Moicano uh, defeated club Swanson by a rear naked choke. That was, like, extraordinarily impressive. Uh, he then called out Brian Ortega after the fight. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, fight. I, I, I think that'd be a rematch. I think uh, Ortega beat Moicano last time by submission. Um, But who knows? Like, Moicano's definitely getting a top five opponent. Maybe he'll fight the winner of Frank Geiger versus Club One, or Frank Geiger versus Korean Zombie. That could be another potential uh, fight for him. Nice. Uh, JJ Aldrich was fighting main card. really If she was the first fight in the night, it wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She came back and won. Like, that. I don't know why they were placed there but they were anyway uh, Kevin Holland lost to Thiago Santos but we were both very impressed with him he was on Dana White contender series yeah. he was like talking the whole time he was fighting yeah, he, was, was, entertaining. Entertaining. he yeah. was like
1: slapping him and stuff yeah, it's yeah. so funny like how you can lose a fight but actually come out with more recognition
0: yeah and then Pedro Munoz versus Brett Johns was like couldn't believe he didn't get a fight at night but then I suppose DJ versus Hudo was an incredible fight yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Pedro Munoz he's looking very very good in that bantamweight division yeah, Brett Johns just needs to learn how to box more. He's too much of a jiu-jitsu player. Yeah, he's he's too much like blocking blocking those punches with his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Gagey style. Yeah, Gaethje style. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overcall what you make of the card?
0: Um, I would say seven out of ten. Just only got seven out of ten because the last two fights were incredible. Yeah. Uh and Moikano was impressive, but in terms of like going into the card I actually like went to sleep for the JJ Aldred fight. Because I didn't care. So it was a good powered nap.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. That's, that's where I like went and made something to eat as well. Yeah. It's because like, neither of them were fighting for a title. And I think they were trying to throw JJ Aldridge to the to the Wolves. But uh, she succeeded. So fair play to her. Yeah. But um, I suppose yeah. we'll look at the rest of the MMA uh, news around the world. Yeah. Uh,
0: Bellator announced their welterweight tournament. Um. this looks really good and one of the interesting aspects of the welterweight tournament is that Rory McDonald is actually going to defend his belt throughout the tournament which is going to be very very interesting I don't know what's going to happen now because he's going to fight Musashi for the middleweight belt as well yeah. so like if he wins that belt what's he going to do I don't know it's
1: going to be interesting although Rory McDonald's is an absolute psychopath and he could fight like five times in a year yeah 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 Although, like, his nose must be nearly, like, gone. Yeah. I say he has, like, an implant into his nose, because, like, that that was destroyed against Robbie Lawler. And I've never seen him pulling out of a fight either. You know I mean? Like, yeah. you can see him going into the octagon on crutches. Yeah. Well, that's a guy you don't want to fight. The guy no. who's just not afraid to fight. That's um, But, okay, the first fight is going to be Douglas Lima, who's the former champion. Uh, fighting like, Kreshkov, is yeah, that? Yeah, fighting uh, Andre Kreshkov. Both former champions. Yeah, that's going to be on Saturday September 29th That's that's a rematch as well I think
0: um, Kreshkov beat Lima For the belt So like that'll be very interesting To see Yeah Then
1: We are both very happy That our mate MVP is taking on Paul Daly Yeah I, I think MVP is like The early favourite On that side of the bracket Yeah definitely man uh, Then uh, in the other bracket It's Nima Gracie Taking on Ed Ruth This is like A battle of the prospects uh, obviously
0: Gracie's from the Gracie family skills skills are elseworld, world and Edward is absolutely top of the range wrestler they're both actually undefeated as well so someone's O has to go perfect then uh, Roy McDonald, the champion taking on John Fitch uh, look John Fitch is an absolute vet but I feel like they gave Roy Macdonald the easiest fight because not saying
1: that John Fitch is going to be easy but he's going to take the least amount of damage fighting John Fitch out of yeah, everyone there Not definitely yeah. and then the alternate fight is actually Lorenz Larkin against uh, Yaroslav so, I'm also
0: Lorenz Larkin,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be interesting
0: to see. That's something very good um, for Yeah, like realistically, Roy McDonald, I think is the favorite going to that, followed by MVP and Lima. Yeah, that's what that's why I look at it.
1: Then also, our next show we will be covering Bellator 204, which is on next week, and James Gallagher is going to be fighting on that. So he, James Gallagher, said himself that this is a bantay title in there. That's exactly what it is. So. um... I think, since the UFC signed loads of SBG lads from Ireland, that they're going to be doing the a big end of the year card in Dublin. Yeah, that's. Yeah. The, I think James Gallagher is going to headline Toward Dublin for the Bantamweight title.
0: It'd be interesting to see if Caldwell, who's also fighting on this card at Featherweight, but he's the Bantamweight champion. Is he going to go up to Featherweight and fight for the Featherweight belt? And is it going to be a vacant Bantamweight belt, or will he actually defend the Bantamweight belt? I think he's struggling to make weight, abandon weight at the moment. That's That's why he's gone up.
1: That's probably it, yeah. But that's going to be amazing for the end of the year for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, also next week, Carl Frampton's fighting in Belfast. So is Tyson Fury and so is Paddy Barnes. Uh, Don't be surprised if Deontay Wilder ends up in Belfast and goes into the ring after Fury wins. Jeez, that would be loose as a goose. Yeah.
0: So I think that's sort it of sums up the Energize Mixed Martial Arts podcast for the day. So guys, thanks a million for listening. Give us a shout out. Like it. Subscribe. Hit the, uh, leave us a comment on the latest Instagram post. You know how we do. And as always, stay, stay energized. energized.